Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Realtor Nation podcast. This is episode 19. My name is Ian Hoover and I am the host of this podcast and I'm very excited to bring to you the Realtor Nation, a show to improve your business. So this is going to be a unique show. We're going to be talking about team versus brokerage. Uh, Some of you might know that I started my own brokerage back in 2017 it's been a wild ride since then. Uh, we're, we're having a lot of success, but every day comes with its challenges. And I get a lot of questions from people who are looking to start either a team or start their own brokerage and go to the next level of their business. So I thought I would do a podcast about that. So with this being a special podcast, you're stuck with just me today. There's no guest. There's no interview. We're just going to be going over the pros and cons of each and kind of what you're going to go through when you take that next step in your business of either starting a team or uh, starting a real estate brokerage. I got a lot of knowledge in this topic because I did a lot of research uh, before I opened my brokerage. So I brought up a lot of my old notes and then compared that to uh, what it's been like since I opened my brokerage and, uh, you know, just really we want to pin them against each other and and so you can kind of determine what your next step might be. The reason why you might want to take a next step in your business is to leverage, leverage your time um, and maybe get out of the overall day-to-day real estate business because it can get old. If you've been doing this for 5, 10, 15 years, uh, you know, going out and showing houses and writing up contracts can definitely get a little old and a little, uh, you know, boring over time. So um, you might want to kind of take that next level. It's almost like promoting yourself. Uh, if you were in a Fortune 500 company, you're going to promote yourself to the next level or work hard to get promoted to the next level so that you can have a little bit different uh, angle of the business and probably make a little bit more money while doing so. And there's other ways of taking that next level in your real estate career. You can do things like consulting, coaching. You can manage for somebody else's team or brokerage. You can be an appraiser. You can get into property management. Uh, So there's definitely a lot of ways to make money in this business at the next level if you want to get out of the everyday uh, buying and selling of real estate. But we're going to start with the team. So uh, for those of you that don't know what a team is, a team is – a business inside of a business essentially. So they still belong to a real estate brokerage and they're running their own business inside of a real estate brokerage. A lot of times they are pretty much running their own brokerage inside of a currently running brokerage. So they're going to have potentially assistants working for them. They're going to have buyer agents working for them, listing agents working for them, potentially marketing uh, people working for them. Uh, And they're doing that so that they can grow their business to the next level and they can make money in multiple ways and have multiple streams of income and revenue coming in. Uh, So maybe they can leverage that time. Uh, I know a couple of my newer agents are like, man, this is a lot of work. Uh, I'm not used to working 60, 70, 80 hours a week to make a living. Uh, Well, eventually when you get to that three, five, seven year mark and you have the reputation and you have the business coming in, uh, you can build that team and you can really, uh, you know, leverage your time and get maybe some of your nights and weekends back to start enjoying your family time. For instance, my son is now five years old and we decided to get him into wrestling Little did I know that wrestling has practiced two to three days a week in a match every Sunday. It's kind of hard to work with buyers when you can't really 
work most evenings. And on Sundays, you have a six-hour wrestling match to go to, right? So uh, things like that that are going to happen in your life that you're going to want to eventually switch that work-life balance a little bit. And having a team can help you do that. So let's go over some of the pros to opening uh, to starting a team versus opening a brokerage. Okay, um, probably one of the top pros to this would be low overhead. Uh, so when you own a brokerage, your overhead is going to be significantly larger than if you run a team because when you're running a team, your brokerage has all of the overhead or at least most of the overhead, right? Uh, when you open up a brokerage, you're going to have a large deal of things like uh, rent. So uh, you're going to have to rent or lease offices unless you own a building that you're going to, uh, you know, have your brokerage in. But even if you own that building, that's still rent coming out of your pocket or you're paying yourself rent. So either way, you're going to have rent there uh, to, it's going to be a big expense. I mean, uh, if you have a 1500 square foot office at 30 bucks uh, a square foot, that's, that's a very large expense. And the new model of brokerages is kind of going down to a, a smaller platform. So you have a small bullpen, you have a smaller closing room so that they can keep their costs down. Um, and I think that you're starting to see there's a lot less neighborhood brokerages. So a brokerage that has uh, an office in every single neighborhood because uh, that model is kind of a thing of the past because agents really aren't working out of the office too much anymore these days. A lot of agents are working from home, coffee shops, or wherever they can set up and feel comfortable and enjoy themselves. Now, on the brokerage side, uh, you, you definitely want to try and make your office appealing for those folks to come and work out of the office so that you can utilize your your rent more efficiently and kind of keep an eye on your your agents who are out there representing you on a daily basis, right? So, uh, but overhead, there's some other things that you're going to run into with overhead that uh, has a significant uh, benefit to running a team like payroll. Okay. You might have an assistant and you might have a marketing person um, on your team, but typically on a brokerage side, especially if you get to the point where you're starting to open up multiple offices and, and grow the brokerage side, you're going to have a, a significant amount of payroll that you need to pay. You're going to have somebody who's maybe managing. You're going to have somebody doing admin work. Uh, and if you don't have the right people, you're going to be wasting a lot of money uh, with those things as well. So uh, I made a bad hire back when I first started my brokerage. Uh, once we started getting to the point where we needed somebody to do a lot of the administrative tasks, uh, she was good at first, but then uh, some personal things happened and it went bad. And uh, you know, that really set us back. It, it took a lot more of my time because I had to do the administrative work and also try and find a new employee to hopefully fill that role. And uh, I followed that up with hiring probably one of my best hires uh, because that person now allows me to go out and recruit and train and develop more versus doing the administrative work that comes with running a, a real estate office. So, um, insurance, you know, the broker's going to have uh, insurance, they're going to have E&O insurance, which you're going to probably pay a portion of that back uh, to them. But uh, there's also liability insurance, there's renter's insurance. So there's a lot of extra insurance that your broker is going to have to pay for that you as an agent don't have to pay for. Um, attorney's fees, you're probably going to have some attorney's fees, right? Uh, anytime that you need help with an attorney, um, in this business, it's good to have attorneys around that can, you know, give you some low cost or even free advice. Um, but your brokerage, uh, needs to have an attorney 
pretty much available all the time. Sometimes they may even go as far as having one on retainer or one on staff if they're big enough. And that's a huge expense. I mean, if you, you got to think an attorney uh, probably makes somewhere in the neighborhood in my market, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 to $150,000 a year. So if we get to a point where we're going to have an attorney on staff, that's a huge expense that you as a, as a team leader don't really have to take on because you have, you're not the last line of defense. You have a broker to help you through when really big issues come up. So that's uh, that's a huge benefit to running a team is that while some of the liability falls on you, uh, the broker is also liable for those things. And some most of the time, even more liable than you are. So uh, it's good to involve your broker and it's good to not have to worry about being that last line of defense when opening your real estate brokerage. Uh, you have some other things like phone systems, uh, internet, utilities, software platforms uh, that all add up significantly to uh, the bottom line as a real estate brokerage that you really don't have to have if you're on a team, especially if your real estate brokerage has uh, a lot of those tools that you need uh, to run your business successfully. I'm not saying you're not going to have any of these expenses, but for the most part, your expenses are going to be significantly lower running a team than owning a real estate brokerage. Um, and then, you know, again, last line of defense, I can't stress how huge that is. Uh, every day running a real estate brokerage, I'm putting out fires of some sort, right? And I'm answering questions and uh, just having that person you can go to that maybe has a little bit more experience than you uh, is or a lot more experience than you is a huge benefit to uh, having a team versus if you're the broker, you are the last line of defense. You have to make those tough decisions and you have to, uh, you know, do what's best for your brokerage and for your clients. Um, and you have to have everybody's, you know, thoughts in mind. Like for instance, if an issue comes up and it's one of your best agents and you don't really have their back and you, you know, go against their, what they want to do, uh, you know, that could cost you a really good agent. And that's something that they might switch brokerages. You have to be very, very strategic with every move that you make uh, when you own a real estate brokerage. And when you own a team as well, you have to be strategic, but it's a little, it's a lot different to be honest with you. Um, accounting is another huge one. So you're probably not going to have to put a ton of money into accounting when you're running a team, right? Because if you're running a team the right way uh, and your splits are being done through the brokerage, uh, which is what I highly recommend, uh, the brokerage then is going to in turn do most of the accounting for you and 1099 your employees, right? So, uh, or your independent contractors that are part of your team, so uh, really, other than your actual staff members, that's going to be the most expenses that you have. So let's go ahead and talk about cons of starting a real estate team versus, uh, you know, actually owning a real estate brokerage. I think that one of the biggest cons that I see when it comes to starting a team is turnover. Uh, I think that you're going to see a lot of turnover with your agents when you start a team, or at least if you run a team, the traditional way of running a team. So back when Gary Keller wrote the book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, the team model was the team leader gets 50% of everything, right? And the team, everything rolls under the team leader's name. So all the sales go under the team leader's name. Uh, all the listings go under the team leader's name. 
And that model creates a ton of turnover, right? Because uh, at the end of the day, every real estate agent is their own small business owner. And to sign up for that, you're probably going to have at least a little bit of an ego and you're probably going to want your name on some signs. You're probably going to want some recognition. Um, so, you know, that's a huge, huge turnoff for somebody on your team that they're doing all the work and you're getting all the credit and you're also getting 50% of everything uh, that that person does. Uh, and that can have a huge uh, morale effect. And there are some other ways to, um, you know, to set up your team. And a lot of our teams that we have within our brokerage um, don't really follow the traditional model of teams because uh, we, you know, I try and urge them to come up with a more fair way to set up a team and maybe step outside of the the recognition, like, does it really matter if you're a $20 million producer and getting an award? Uh, or does it matter that your team members are able to get recognized for some of their production and some of the work that they're doing? Uh, and even if you are doing things the traditional team way and taking all the sales and taking all the commission, I highly recommend that you at least give your team member shout outs and awards and uh, recognize them as much as possible because a little pat on the back goes a long way in this business. Uh, these team members are, you know, putting their blood, sweat and tears out there for you on a regular basis. Um, and that's the one thing I see a lot is the, the teams in, in our area that are focusing on the team model, the traditional way uh, they go through a lot of turnover. It's hard to grow their team to, uh, 20, 30, 40 member team, like you see in some larger markets, uh, because they're constantly replacing people that leave their team. So, you know, the, the team members are signing up to learn from somebody who's, you know, super successful in the business. And then as soon as they learn enough to be uh, successful on their own, they're going to leave your team because they're giving you the, you know, half of the commission and they're giving you all of the recognition. So it's just not, it's not fair to them in their mouth, in their mind. Maybe it is fair, but it's not fair to them in their mind. And therefore you see a lot of turnover. So uh, I actually know a couple teams in, in our local market that uh, they actually go through complete turnover because they're not always focusing on recruiting. So they'll build up a 15 member team. And by the end of the year, they're down to two or three members. And then January rolls around and they're rebuilding their team all over again. That's got to be super frustrating. Uh, and I think on the brokerage side, you don't see as much of that turnover. There's still turnover. There's always going to be turnover uh, because there are people out in the, the market that are constantly trying to recruit your your agents, right? And that's the same thing on teams too. There's constantly uh, other brokerages that are still going to be trying to take your team members as well. So I think that turnover is definitely one of the cons of, of running a team and really running a brokerage as well. You're going to deal with that as well, just not as much as you probably will deal with it on a team, especially if you're running a team, the traditional model. Um, giving a part of your commission is another con, uh, but it also can be a positive too, right? So if by giving up part of your commission, uh, you're also in turn able to use that time to generate more leads for you and your team. And that allows you to grow exponentially uh, over time. Uh, and you end up making more money as a result, because that's really why we're in this business, right? It's not for the glamour and the awards. It's for uh, making money, right? At the end of the day, that is why you're here. At least I hope that's why you're here. So um, building a team can help you with 
the end goal of making money, right? So uh, you can leverage your time by having buyer agents that'll go show houses in the evenings, that'll do your open houses for you. Uh, and in turn, you use that extra time to bring in more leads because that should be what you're very good at at this point in your career. If you're thinking about opening a team or brokerage, you should be great at going and getting business uh, for your team. You can also spread your team out. You know, if they have the availability, you can get them into networking groups. Um, you know, things like BNI, I've talked about that on the podcast before, uh, or any real referral networking group, uh, you can get them into as many as possible. Therefore, you're not the only one out networking your business. You know, they're going to be at the BNI group weekly telling everybody that they're uh, John Smith on your team. Uh, and that's going to not only build your brand, uh, but that's also going to bring in more leads for your business as long as they're doing it the right way. Uh, probably the largest thing to building a team that I can come up with as a con is the end game. So I'm always thinking about the end game in mind when, uh, when we're making decisions uh, moving forward, right? So uh, what's the end game? What's the end game to me is retirement, right? What, what's going to happen when I'm ready to hang up the cleats and stop working, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week sometimes. Uh, and, when you're building a team, the, the end game is probably different than when you're building a brokerage, right? Uh, when you're building a team, I guess you could sell your team to another person, uh, but more than likely that's not going to be as lucrative of a sale as if you sold a brokerage to another brokerage, right? Um, I think that the best end game for a team which might still be a great thing for you is to continue your team, right? Continue actually still having your day-to-day -day team and you just step off and kind of just an oversee, uh, you know, semi-retired role and hire somebody else to run your team and continue doing the things uh, that you're doing. It's probably going to be somebody who's been loyal to you and been on your team for a long time, or maybe uh, in a great scenario would be if your kids are getting into the business uh, and once they have some experience, maybe they can take over and run your team. And then that benefits you and your kids uh, moving forward. You have to think of the end when starting in the beginning. That's my number one uh, positive thing I can tell you. Think about what your exit strategy is going to be when you decide that, okay, it's time. I need to go lay on a beach in Florida four days a week. Uh, you have to think about that. So let's talk about starting a brokerage. And if I'm being fully honest, I don't think I knew how much work was involved back when I started my brokerage. I went from being a successful associate broker who had salary benefits and worked mostly nine to five and made a really good living uh, to working an insane amount of hours to build this brokerage. The thing that you must think about first when opening a brokerage is franchising versus independent, right? Those are really your two options. Like, okay, I, I don't want to build a team. I want to build a brokerage. Okay, your next step is do I franchise or do I go independent, right? And I think that um, if you want to work less, you're probably going to go the franchise route. Uh, I decided to go the indie route because – of the long-term potential, I think that it also has a lot to do with your situation, right? When I opened my brokerage with my partner, I was 30 years old. 
Um, and I probably had a lot of energy and, and felt that I could put a lot of effort into building this brokerage. I'm also very tech savvy and I, I can, you know, dig into a lot of different tools and, uh, in, and know when something's a value to bring into my brokerage when, you know, if you're not that tech savvy and you're getting up there in age and you don't have the energy, uh, you know, you might want to go with a franchise that has the system and has the tools and, you know, could be a very easy transition for you to opening your brokerage. Uh, honestly, my main reason for going independent versus franchise was the potential, the long-term potential, right? So the potential up front is not there, right? You have to build the potential. So, you know, I'm hoping in 20, 30, 40 years, uh, if, you know, if we continue at this and we keep focusing every day and working hard, that eventually we might be one of the larger players, at, at least in our market, but maybe even in our state or in our region, uh, and we could build something really, really great and kind of change the industry a little bit. And that's kind of what my thought process was. And then in turn, at the end of things, I think that if you build a successful indie brokerage, it's probably going to be a little bit more valuable than if you build a successful franchise uh, because your end suitor, if you're going to sell, if that's your end game of selling, your end suitor might be somebody who... Uh, already has a franchise and now they have to decide which franchise they're going to keep. Um, and you know, maybe it's the same franchise and they can just, you know, gobble you up and just change it to there. And so like, you know, if it's uh, a lot of times the franchises will have a different name underneath of the franchise so they can just change the name and uh, acquire your agents and continue moving forward. Um, it's a lot easier for a franchise to acquire an indie brokerage uh, than it is a franchise to acquire a different franchise. So, cause there's, uh, there's other things involved. There's franchise buyouts and termination agreements that they have to think about. So, uh, if your end game is selling, Indy might be the way to go, uh, in the long run, but, uh, upfront, it's going to be way easier. Uh, and it's going to be a lot less work to recruit successful agents too, uh, with getting a franchise because you're getting a brand that people can trust. You know, they, they think that, uh, you know, the brand actually means something when it, to me, it really doesn't. The, what means something is the agent, the person that's going out and getting the business at the end of the day, to me, uh, the brand is important, but not as important as the person representing the brand. So um, I, I, there's a lot of reasons why I went independent. Uh, and it's it's one of those things that I know I'm, I'm working a lot harder doing the independent way. Uh, so you really have to sit down and go over pros and cons and leverage, you know, what you think might be the best route for you uh, moving forward. There are tons of advantages to buying a franchise. Uh, so you just have to look into it and determine what you want. And I recommend you look into a lot of the different franchises um, and determine which one's best for you. Because at the end of the day, um, you're making one of the most important decisions of your life, whether you're independent franchise, uh, you're starting a, a new business from the ground up. And uh, if you make that wrong decision, just like in, if you're getting into real estate and you're, you're an agent choosing a brokerage, that's one of the most important decisions that you're going to make in your career. I made a bad decision when I got into the real estate business and it set me back a couple years, you know? So if you choose the right brokerage uh, or if you choose, if you're starting a brokerage and choose the right, the right route to go or the right franchise for you, uh, it's going to help you over uh, the long period of time. So once you decide on indie versus franchise, 
Um, you can kind of look back at the pros versus cons we already talked about for teams, and it's going to be the opposite for the brokerage, right? You're going to have a lot of overhead. Uh, you're going to have to pay more insurance. You're going to probably have some higher legal and accounting costs. Um, so, you know, a lot of that same stuff applies just in the opposite way. Uh, you're probably also not going to be leveraging your time as much when you open a brokerage. Even if you decide to go the franchise route, you're still going to be spending a ton of time building your brokerage um, when it comes to recruiting and, you know, doing demos for software and analyzing your business and dealing with issues. Uh, all of that has to go into consideration. So if you want the best thing for your time, you might want to open a team versus open a brokerage. You're also going to have to uh, think about how you're going to make money, right? Because you're not going to be able to sell. If you're a producing agent right now, you definitely are not going to be able to sell as much when you have a brokerage and you have 20, 30, 40, 50 agents reporting to you because uh, you just don't have the time anymore. So, um, you know, you have to decide how am I going to make money and you have to, you know, really have a game plan for that moving forward because if you don't have money to pay your bills, uh, your brokerage is going to collapse, right? So, um, like, for instance, with my business, you know, my uh, production went down significantly when I opened my real estate brokerage because, again, I don't have the time to go out and work with 10 buyers, you know, which is a ton of buyers. Uh, maybe five buyers would be a better example, but I just don't have the time to do that now. So um, I'm unable to do the day-to-day -day real estate business that I used to do. Um, I still do a little bit. I still do some listings. And I still work with buyers who I think will strategically fit within my uh, very complicated schedule. Um, and sometimes I'll partner with one of my agents uh, to work with that. Or the other thing you can think of is doing um, a company generated lead split, which we do in our brokerage where you get a larger split if you're giving the lead to the agent. Um, you know, but then that also can create some confusion too. Uh, you know, sometimes you'll get agents that uh, think that they're not getting as many leads as another agent. So how are you making that fair? You know, so you have to really uh, be very strategic with every move that you make moving forward. Probably the largest con to owning a brokerage is the commission. Um, the industry has changed significantly over the years and it's now moved from, you know, what used to be where you're getting 50% plus of the commission as the brokerage to now uh, there's even a hundred percent brokerages out there. However, I feel that the hundred percent brokerages uh, is more of a marketing thing. There's always a lot of, you know, there's fees and things that, uh, you know, result in not being in quite a hundred percent of the brokerage. Uh, so, uh, Either way, you're going to probably be paying the agents more than a 50% split unless they're a brand new agent. Uh, and it's a lot harder to uh, maintain that old business model over time. So if you're getting into it uh, and you're deciding on a, a franchise that's still using that old model, you have to really think about what you're getting into there because, uh, you know, you're not going to it's going to be hard for you to compete in the new world that we're, we're in, in real estate, which is, you know, most of the commission going to the agents, right? Um, you know, there's, there's models that are 50, 50, there's models that are 70, 30, there's models that are 90, 10, and you have to decide what's the best model for you. Uh, when I'm recruiting an agent, I always sit down and go, you know, you can go out and get that hundred percent if you really want it. Uh, but you have to ask yourself what you're getting for that hundred percent. 
right? Because that brokerage is not going to probably invest as much time and energy in you uh, because, you know, maybe they have to go get their own business. That broker might have to go produce still uh, because they're giving away a large percentage of the commission or even all of the commission. So um, the commission split is, is a huge thing that's affecting our business. Uh, it's getting squeezed and it's going more and more in the, in the agent's favor versus in the brokerage's favor. So you have to think about that stuff over time. And that also might weigh back into the, should I do a team? Should I do a brokerage thing? Right? Because the team, if you're with a, a brokerage that has a higher commission split, now there's more commission to go around than if, you know, you're doing a, a real estate brokerage. So, um, you know, you have to think about every little ins and out of the business. The other thing that you can think about is affiliates. Uh, affiliates. Uh, we have, you know, affiliate mortgage companies, affiliate insurance companies to help compensate us for the business we're bringing into them. Um, but there's a whole bunch of legal aspects with that. And you want to consult your attorney and your state that you're working in before you decide on those things. So that's really the, the deep dive into team versus brokerage. So I hope that uh, this was uh, a good insight for you moving forward in your business. And if you have any questions, you can always email me, ian at ianhoover.com. I'm happy to answer any questions you have uh, if you're thinking about taking that next step in your business and what route you should go. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to answer any questions. And if you want to be on the Realtor Nation podcast, please email me as well. Uh, but right now, it looks like we're about out of time. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have a wonderful day.